Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. He sins in such a way that he brings shame on God, reproach on God's name. See, all of us were made to glorify God and to fellowship with God. He brought shame on God and his fellowship with God was broken. He sinned against God. Well, some of you say, I haven't sinned greatly. I'm not like David. All sin is missing the mark. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. David sinned greatly by sleeping with Bathsheba and murdering her godly husband Uriah. David's sin caused a break in fellowship between him and the Lord and brought shame to God's name. However, the Lord showed mercy to David when he repented of his sins. Psalm 34 is David's response to restored fellowship with God. Pastor Ed teaches us that all of us need God's forgiveness because we have all missed the mark. As we receive Jesus' mercy, we can do nothing but praise God for His grace, just like David did. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message from Psalm 32. Building in faith. June 17th, 1972. A minor crime turned into a national scandal. Those of you who are old enough to remember can remember Watergate and how it impacted our whole nation. I remember as a young person being disillusioned by what happened in the government. And then I thought, well, that's politics for you. They lie to us. And then again in the 1990s, a president before a television audience lying to us. It rocks your faith and confidence in government. But then I'd have to think back to the 80s. I remember driving back up from Florida and hearing the PTL scandal. And then I remember hearing about a preacher that I held in high esteem, Marvin Gorman, went to his pastor schools, how his life was just, wasn't right with God. And all of us can remember the vivid picture of Jimmy Swaggart on national television, weeping, saying, I have sinned. Do you remember the emotions you felt? Remember the disappointment that you experienced? If you could combine the political and the religious together, it might convey to you the feeling that an Israelite would have had when the scandal broke in Jerusalem, when David bloodied his hands with murder, stole another man's wife, and played the part of a hypocrite for over a year. Ta David gives us 
and stands before us his testimony of forgiveness. And down through the ages to our time, he tells us that God forgives the greatest of sinners. It's echoed in the life of the Apostle Paul when he cries out, I'm the chiefest of sinners. It reverberates in all of our lives when we realize that all of us are made of the same stuff, the same clay. Blessed forgiveness. That's my first point. The blessed forgiveness of sins. That's David's testimony. In verses 1 and 2 it reads, Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. David made a vow in Psalm 51. He said, God, if you forgive me, I'll teach transgressors the way. When Nathan the prophet confronted him, David broke in repentance. And then he penned Psalm 51. And he made a vow in Psalm 51. I'll teach transgressors the way. That's verse 13. This psalm is the fulfillment of his vow. This is David keeping his word, handing to us his testimony. He describes, first of all, the nature of sin for us, because unless we understand the nature of sin, we cannot understand the nature of forgiveness. And he describes it in three powerful words. He calls sin transgression. Transgression. That means rebellion. That means shaking your fist at God and saying, God, I'm going to go my own way. That, you've got to consider what that means to David. See, God had lifted David out from obscurity and placed him on a throne. God had kept all of his good promises to David. God had done exceedingly more than David could even imagine or ask. And David tramples on the Ten Commandments, rebels against God. Every time we sin, we break God's moral law. It's an act of treason, an act of rebellion against God. He uses another word. He says, sin. Sin is to miss the mark. Think of the time that Samuel came to David's home and he poured that anointing oil on David. And Samuel said, David, you're the chosen one. You're my anointed. David defeats a lion and a bear. He goes and defeats Goliath. God inspires him, so he pens the 23rd Psalm. He becomes the sweet psalmist of Israel, the songwriter of Israel. And David misses the mark completely. He sins in such a way that he brings shame on God, 
reproach on God's name. See, all of us were made to glorify God and to fellowship with God. He brought shame on God and his fellowship with God was broken. He sinned against God. Some of you say, I haven't sinned greatly. I'm not like David. All sin is missing the mark. Did you ever stand outside your house on a cold winter day and try and get your key into the lock and you just keep on missing it? No matter how close you get to it, unless that key goes into the lock and makes contact with the tumblers, you can't open the door and you can't come on the inside. Some of us have missed the mark by a great amount. Some maybe by a smaller amount. But it doesn't matter. It still means that you stand outside the grace and the favor of God. All of us, if we look back and are honest with ourselves, we'll say, I should have been a better son and a better daughter. A better student. Oh, I wish I were a better parent. Or I had used my gifts for God in a a better way. All of us recognize when we look back on our lives that we have missed the mark. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He uses another word. He uses the word iniquity. Iniquity speaks about being twisted on the inside. Being crooked, corrupted. God meant David for walk to walk the straight and narrow way. But David, because of sin, became crooked and twisted. And whenever sin gets into a person's life, it twists their thinking, it clouds their mind, it distorts their reasoning. And that's where David was. He said, Lord, I've sinned against you. I've committed, as it were, treason, iniquity. We know that sin warps us on the inside. This psalm says, Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit is no deceit. He gives a descriptive picture of the sinfulness of sin, but he doesn't leave you there. He shows how God's forgiveness lifts us from that. And so he goes to the nature of forgiveness And he uses three words to describe the nature of forgiveness. It reads, forgiven, simply forgiven. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven. That word means to lift up, to lift off. Pilgrim's Progress, a beautiful allegory, paints Christian as journeying from the city of destruction. And he has this great burden on his back. And he's traveling. And finally he comes to the cross. And when he comes to the cross, the burden falls from his shoulders. Sin is like a burden. It weighs us down. It pushes us down. And when we're forgiven, that burden is lifted from our shoulders. It's rolled off of our back. And in Pilgrim's Progress, it's pictured as rolling from Christian's back into an empty tomb. 
all our sins rolled away into that empty tomb. He speaks about forgiveness in another term, in another way. Not only does he speak about just being forgiven, but covered. It goes on to read, whose sin is covered. God covers it from his sight. The judge of all the earth no longer looks at your sins. Others will. But I tell you, there'll be no gossips in heaven. Think about that. God covers our sins. Never to be remembered. Never to be recalled. Never to be recounted. David said, oh God, you've covered my sin. See, when you try and hide your sin, God will expose it. But when you present your sin openly to him, God will cover it. Another word that he uses is, and this is especially, it's not in the NIV, but in the New King James or the Revised Standard and other translations, and who's, whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. That's an accountant's term. God doesn't put it on your account. See, all of us are spiritual bankrupts. None of us can earn the favor of God on our own. It's an impossibility. And sin has been, as it were, imputed to us. But now, in Christ, it's no longer imputed to us. It was placed on a cross, on Calvary. And God bore in Jesus our sins. I like the words of the hymn writer. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to his cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. Paul the Apostle lifts these verses out of the book of Psalms and takes it with him into the New Testament and uses it as a basis of his teaching on justification by faith. In Romans chapter 4, Paul the Apostle, quoting David, said, However, to the man who does not work but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does never count against him. Isn't that wonderful? David was a sinner. As big as big can be. In fact, in many ways, he was a greater sinner than Saul. Both men said, I've sinned. But when David said, I sinned, he said it in deep repentance. When Saul said it, he just wanted to avoid the consequence of sin. And he said it in the same breath when he said, honor me before the people. Real sin, when we recognize it for what it is, breaks us before God. Uh, this promise of forgiveness can't be grasped, can't be held on to by our own strength. In fact, we will not experience it 
Because unless we learn to confess, we'll bear our own consequences. That's what David tells us. And that's the second point. The consequences of unconfessed sin. He gives us his testimony in verses 3 and 4. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. When David kept silent, he didn't tell God about it. He didn't tell others about it. He just lived as though it never happened. He thought that with the passing of years, it would be buried in the past. Sin has a life of its own. It will follow you. It will haunt you. It will run after you. David failed to confess his sin. Look what happened to him. In verses 3 and 4, you see the consequences of unconfessed sin. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away, though my groaning all, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. David experienced physical suffering. David was a healthy, robust man. A man of war. A man who knew what it was like to fight in battles. But when he hid his sin, it ate right through his spirit into his body. Sin affects people physically. Simply speaking, just look at a person who's lived a debauched life. It takes a physical toll. We say they've lived a hard life. I thank God that he's a restorer. But sin has a way of physically affecting us. And to go with sin unconfessed, it affects a person in their body. It affects them physically. That's what he felt like. He felt like his health was deteriorating. His vital energies were decaying. He was like a vine in the summer heat withering away without water. Sin will impact us physically. It will impact us not only physically but emotionally. You know, when David heard the roaring of a lion, it was a challenge for him to go out and defeat that lion. When David heard the roaring of his conscience, he couldn't quiet it. He couldn't silence it. Day and night, and night and day, his conscience bothered him. He, he felt his emotions being torn apart on the inside. He felt like he was in a spiritual shredder, being ripped apart. That's what sin will do to you. A clear conscience really leads to a healthy life. And wholeness. Someone has said, guilt will deal with you if you do not deal with guilt. Guilt has a tremendous way of sapping a person's energy and life and strength. He talks about the consequences, but he also talks about the chastisement. Not only were there consequences because sin carries with it its own punishment. Every sin carries with it its own punishment. But then God is there too. And God chastises sinfulness in his children. 
In Psalm 32, 4, it reads, For night and day your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped. The joy was gone. How many of you have ever experienced a time of personal rebellion against God? And you have felt the hand of God on you. You have felt his chastisement, his wrath, his anger. David felt that. The joy was sapped out. The peace was drained. He lost that sense of the presence of God. That's what happens when we indulge in sin. That's what happens when we allow sin to go unconfessed in our lives. And when we harbor it and hold on to it and cling to it. And that's where David was in his life. A lot of times people play games with God. Play games with themselves. Just going on living as though God doesn't see and God doesn't know and God doesn't hear. He sees, he knows, and he hears. Some people are so good at justifying their sins and magnifying their circumstances and minimizing their wrong. They have as many excuses as a New York telephone book. Yeah. What we need to do is to confess our sins to God. And that's what David realized. He couldn't hide them anymore. He had to confess them. And so you see the confession of our sins. Third, verse 5 is the key to this whole psalm. It's pivotal. The whole psalm rotates on this verse as it were. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Sin is deceptive. Don't live behind your mask. Tell yourself the truth about yourself. The greatest deception is self-deception. David had to confess his sins to God. Now, I want you to look at the nature of confession. He says, I acknowledge my sin to you. I confessed my transgressions to the Lord. He went right to God. Now, Nathan was there as Nathan confronted him, but David recognized that he was confessing his sins to God. Has God spoken to you about your sinfulness about the wrongs in your life about the areas of disobedience sometimes when we come into the very presence of God there's such an encounter with God that he goes over a catalog of our sins with us and it brings us low to our knees and it draws from us a confession of repentance. See, sin is first of all to be confessed to God. Every sin is a sin against God. And to bring our sins and confess to Him means that we'll find forgiveness. We'll find pardon. Don't run and confess your sins to everybody else. I remember as a young person going into a confessional box and I couldn't think of all the sins I committed, so I made them up. And then I remember 
having to go and do the rosary bead or having to do the Our Fathers, the Act of Contritions, and the Hail Marys. What does the Bible say here? They confessed their sins to God and God immediately forgave. The Psalms are a wonderful place to turn to when in the midst of the most difficult times in this life. Pastor Ed will be sharing a 14-part series of messages from the book of Psalms with hopes that you'll be encouraged each time you join us. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. You're one.